When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Big Sills! Happy Monday to you, man. Appreciate all you guys coming aboard. Hopefully everyone had a spectacular weekend. I mean, NFL owner meetings this week. The news is... Huge today already. We got breaking news on Lamar Jackson. We're going to get to that here in a minute. My Miami Hurricanes here have made it to the final four for the very first time in program history. Incredible. You actually have two South Florida programs, FAU and UM, in the final four for the very first time. They'll be in Houston. UConn's in there and obviously San Diego State a team that I covered when I was broadcasting at the Mighty 1090. I mean, Steve Fisher is a dear friend of mine, and so is Brian Dutcher. It's really awesome to see those programs and where they come from. I mean, Steve Fisher used to give tickets out. And when he took over, I think they had four wins. Do you want to know what the most the, the most memorable distinction was? Do you guys know who the all-time – he still might be. Tone, I don't know. He still might be. Do you know who the all-time steals guy is at San Diego State basketball? I think it's Tony Gwynn. I think it's Tony Gwynn. He he still might hold the record for the most steals for a point guard at San Diego State. And I'm not kidding, man. I think it's Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn was a hell of a basketball player for the Aztecs. And I know his wife really well, just an absolutely spectacular family. And it's really great to see those programs. And man, I'll tell you one thing about the NCAA tournament. We'll get into the Eagles here in a second. But do you know why the NCAA tournament is so good? Because it's fair. College football is not fair anymore. Just not fair. Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State and then an outlier. And it's been that way for the last 20 years. It has become so top-heavy. You get programs, and by the way, I think Nil and the transfer portal have definitely benefited college basketball 10 times more than college football because it's the same cast of characters in college football every year. Every year, Clemson, too, throw them in the mix. Every year, it's the same dudes. It's the same dudes. College basketball, get a couple guys. And also, too, I got to tell you, I think COVID had a lot to do with this. You got guys coming back for extra years. And some people now are like this. 
okay, so we had all the upsets, but we don't have any of the blue bloods now in the final four. And now you're like this. It's kind of anticlimactic. I like it. It's something different. The NCAA tournament is fair. It's fair. College football. Dude, the bowl season? Players don't even want to play in the bowl season. They don't even want to play. The NCAA tournament, everybody wants to play because it's a place where you could showcase your talents. I thought it was awesome. That thing lived up to billing, man. I really had a great time watching I would never watch NBA basketball like I watch the tournament. I would never. And, and NBA basketball is the most boring thing because most of the time when I tune on the games, these guys are load managing. They're not playing or Somebody's bitching about something stupid or somebody's making a political statement. I don't give a shit about any of that. When I tune on a sporting event, I don't care about your politics. I just want to watch you play. That's what the tournament gives you. The tournament gives you just pure sports. NBA, they're trying to tell you who to elect. Anyway, I absolutely love the tournament, man. I thought it was a great weekend. And I think it was great for... The NCAA, do you know that 90% of their operating budget comes out of that tournament? <laughs> That's why they're not giving highlights up that easily. 90% of their operating budget comes out of that tournament. It is a gold mine when it comes to the networks. All right. Um, Lamar Jackson has demanded a trade. Does not want to play in Baltimore. Wow. Don't ever tell me the Jalen Hurts discussions and negotiations could never go down that line. Lamar Jackson is one of the best people you can ever meet. The Ravens have been one of the gold standards in the NFL. John Harbaugh was asked a question today in Phoenix at the owners' meetings. He had a laugh because the other expression would be crying. You don't let a guy like that walk out the building. And get this, the Ravens don't want to pay him because he's dual threat. Dual threat. I'm paraphrasing the statement from Lamar. Well, they don't want to pay me my value. Code the Ravens think he's going to continue to get hurt. Why should the Eagles go down that same avenue with a dual threat? Why? Jalen's not an, Jalen is not a better player than Lamar Jackson. He's not. Might be smarter. By the way, let me throw this at you here. After watching Jalen Hurts play this year, I'm going to make a statement to you about Jalen. It just shows you the crime that Carolina had and how they managed Cam Newton. It was criminal on how Carolina played him. Criminal. They broke that guy in pieces by the end of his career. The way they ran him, the way they played him, it's criminal. Jalen Hurts must have learned a lot just watching how Cam 
got destroyed in Carolina. Okay? But must, 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 he, he must have looked at that and went like this. Damn, that can't be me. By the way, the guy at Buffalo should take a look at Cam Newton tapes because he's on the same Cam Newton track. Dude, you need to take care of yourself, and you need to play a little bit more like Jalen Hurts. You know when that is? Go down. Live to play another play. There is no question. I will concede this to you. The only thing that Hurts does better than Lamar Jackson, play smarter. And so, and get this, that could be enough. That could be enough. I've made this point to you before, and I'll continue to do this. Notice I didn't say this. And he has to this point, but I never said that. Lamar Jackson would win more games than Jalen Hurts. I just said he's a better quarterback. He's a better player in every aspect. The Eagles have been playing dual-threat quarterback since Cunningham. They also paid Vic. Funny, Vet, you never won your Super Bowl with a dual-threat. You didn't win a Super Bowl with a dual-threat quarterback. You won it with a drop-back quarterback. Actually, two of them. Okay, so, I mean, you didn't win a Super Bowl with a dual threat ever. Okay? They were all drop-back guys. <laughs> Yacht goes, that explains the one Super Bowl? That's a, not, 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 dude, Cunning. If Randall Cunningham played in today's NFL, he'd make $55, $60 million too. Randall was a special player. Randall Cunningham was a special player. Okay? He was just a great football player. Now, let's do this. I'm I'm, I'm assuming, Vet, that that means paid. (laughs) Because I'm assuming the latter he does. Anyway, I'm assuming, hey, vet, Hertz will get, I'm, I'm assuming that's paid. <laughs> uh, the other one, I think, I'm, I'm, I think we can both agree, vet. Hey, vet, I think we can both agree. Yeah, okay, he gets the other one. <laughs> okay? I, uh, one of the very few times vet and I agree on, hey, vet, I think he does, you know, get laid. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'm with you, man. Okay, yes. Hey, vet, we finally agree. I'm going to send you $2. <laughs> uh, okay. Here's the case here. Why wouldn't the Baltimore Ravens pay Lamar Jackson $250 million? Why, why wouldn't they pay him? Why would they pay him? They don't want to pay him $50 million. Can I, can I, hey, can I throw something out for shits and giggles? How about a player swap? Send Hurts to um, Baltimore for Lamar Jackson. You think the Ravens would do that? You think the Eagles would do that? You think the Eagles would want Lamar Jackson? He's a year older. We're not talking about 
We're not talking about an older player. He's a year older. He's more accomplished. Individually, he's more accomplished. Stop close. This guy won an MVP when Brady and Breeze, Mahomes, Rodgers, all them guys. And he was unanimous. He was unanimous. Led the NFL in touchdown passes. Wins over 70% of his ball games. Was 14-2. and Has beaten Mahomes. Lamar Jackson, last year would probably be a problem for some. Probably put business ahead of playing. Brian says, I would take my chance with Hurts. Hertz has done what? Unanimous MVP? Where was that? I must have missed that. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, he, he won the unanimous MVP award um, in Philly media. I'm sure he did. A.J. Brown would cry about that. He would cry about having Lamar Jackson, a more accomplished player, a year older than Jalen Hurts. As a football player, I want the guy who gives me the best chance to win a Super Bowl. Now, Jalen has that. But remember something, getting to a Super Bowl is not an individual accomplishment. It's a team effort. It's a team accomplishment. That's not an individual. We'd like to make it that, but it's not. That's like telling me this. Hey, man. Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Dan Marino because he got to a Super Bowl. That argument's so obnoxiously stupid. You know, hey, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Marino did it. So I take Trent. It's the dumbest conversation you can have. <laughs> Dumb. Just stupid conversation. Okay? When did Lamar go to a Super Bowl? Trent Dilfer got to one. Jimmy Garoppolo got to one. So it, are those guys legendary? Colin Kaepernick got to one. And I'm talking about an individual superstar in Lamar Jackson who's actually won a Super Bowl. I mean, excuse me, an MVP. Who's actually led the NFL in touchdown passes. Who actually ran for 1,200 yards, since that's a big deal for you guys. To me, it's not. It's more about the TD passes. That's right, Yacht. I mean, outside of Aaron Rodgers, you guys told me who's done. He's never beaten an elite guy. This guy has. He plays in the AFC. So you're telling me you keep Jalen Hurts over Lamar Jackson. Would I? Would I keep? Who would I take? Would I be cool with a player swap? And you know what's crazy? The Eagles have two ones to do this. You got two ones for Lamar Jackson? Dude, if I'm Carolina, I moved all the way up to one. You're, you're going to try to tell me you're going to draft Bryce Young? And you wouldn't want Lamar Jackson instead of Bryce Young? 
What are you crazy or see? So you would take CJ Stroud over Lamar Jackson. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. But here, let me, would I take Lamar over Jalen? Look at me pausing a year ago. I have no pause in that. Now, if Baltimore and Ozzie Newsome, who drafted him, think of this is where you have to be smart. Hang on, Tyler. Let me finish the take here before you sit here and start talking shit here on me. Hang on. Lamar is the product of what? The same thing that Jalen's a product of. Jalen was drafted by Howie Roseman. Ozzie Newsome, that was his last gift to the Reagan or uh, to the Raven organization. And if he's recommending that you don't pay him, shouldn't that be a red flag? Shouldn't that be a red flag? Ozzie Newsome is in the business of collecting talent for Baltimore. Okay? He's in the business of building championship football teams. He's built two. Always competitive. And if he's recommending to Steve Biscotti, I don't think we give this guy $250 million. Doesn't that make you pause? It made me pause today. As much as I like Lamar over Jalen Hurts, that made me go, you know, Jalen might not be as physically gifted like Lamar. Like Brady's not Taron Rodgers. You got to go with the guy who's smarter. And Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, plays smarter football than Lamar. Hence, I think he's going to win more. I would never in a million years do a player swap with Baltimore because I don't believe Lamar Jackson plays a smart brand of football. I think Jalen Hurts plays a smarter brand of football. I would never say that a year ago. And he's more accomplished. He's more athletically gifted, Lamar. I just think Jalen plays a smarter game. Guys, Brady is nowhere near the athlete and the athleticism that Aaron Rodgers has. But that wasn't that wasn't the key to winning Super Bowls for Brady. His knowledge of the game, his, his study and his, his constant and relentless pursuit of excellence was the reason that he won. I thought about something Tone told me. Tone told me he was at the Maxwell Awards. Had a chance to talk a little bit with Jalen Hurts. And to paraphrase it, it sounded to me like 1,000% commitment to excellence and focus. 
is why he's expanded his game this month. Jalen Hurts is not a better football player than Lamar Jackson. He's not. But he might end up being a better quarterback. And if I had to pick between the two, and I had to pay $50 million between the two, I'm going to pay it to Jalen Hurts. Because I think I trust the guy more to play smart. I need him on Mondays. I don't need him in the tub. I can't believe I'm saying this. I cannot believe that I'm saying I would take Jalen Hurts over Lamar Jackson because I think he plays a smarter brand of football than Lamar does. Unbelievable. 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 Unbelievable I'm saying that. Unbelievable. Yacht, I get it all. But I just have a sense that I trust him more. You know, the Chicago shit bugs me because that coaching staff put him in a position to be injured and it may have cost them the Super Bowl because he was playing hurt. Can you imagine Jalen Hurts 100%? He was never 100% from Chicago. Not saying Mahomes was, but there was no need for that in Chicago. That's the dual threat side of this that I hate. Jalen Hurts. Somebody said, Sills, would you do a player swap with Lamar Jackson? I had to think about it. Why is Baltimore balking at paying him? Doesn't that, doesn't that send a red flag up to you? Doesn't that send a red flag? Doesn't that send a red flag to you? Ozzie Newsom is still in the building. He's still in the building. Ozzie's still in the building. Okay? And he's recommending to the owner of the Ravens, we not pay him. We not exclusive tag him which means it's a $36 million deal here. And I'm like, Niners all day, 93 yards passing. I get it. I get it. But again, 180 yards passing. Start throwing numbers at me here. I mean, how much did Mahomes have in the game? 180 yards? Wasn't like he lit up the record book in the Super Bowl. He lit it up in the second half. Just saying, man. How much of an impact do you... Do you think that the Lamar Jackson contract and the way this is going has any impact on Jalen Hurts' conversation? Because I think the Eagles could use this also against them. Hey, 
Look at what look at what Baltimore is doing now. How much I, how many how much of a market is out there for him? Would you pay a guy fifty one million dollars that's missed a ton of games in the last three years, even if he is twenty six? Would you pay a guy fifty one million dollars? Man, I'd rather build my team like San Francisco. Give me Brock Purdy. I told you this is why Brock Purdy's situation is a really great situation. He's a good enough player to get you where you want to go. He proved it without overpaying anybody. They proved it in San Francisco. San Francisco gets to the NFC Championship game every year. And they're not paying their guy. Said it. The Purdy situation is better. And by the way, anybody who thinks that this Eagle team is as good talent-wise as last year's Eagle team is high. Is high. There's five new coaches on defense. You don't even know what front you're playing yet. How can anybody make an assessment on what this team looks like today when you don't even have enough pieces to put a defense together? Who are your linebackers again? Who are your shitty safeties on the roster right now? These B signings? Come on, man. Use some some brains. Lose 1,300 yards rushing? And people in Philly are going around telling, yeah, Penny will pick up the mail. Start it as an average two games a year. Solid take. The defense is shaping up with what? People who have let players go that they're trying to upgrade. Funny, they signed a kid Murrow in Philly. The Bears upgraded with TJ. And that's an upgrade? How is that an upgrade in Philadelphia when they use your guy to upgrade? Crazy. Ask backwards and need pad walking conversations that some people make are nuts. Okay? Edmonds, I'll make this point to you about Pittsburgh. Dude, Pittsburgh doesn't let draft choices get away. They don't let you walk. They don't let you go, man. Unless they're trying to upgrade. Pittsburgh's got to upgrade their defense. They haven't been very good on defense the last two years. And and, and that Peterson sign, I think, is garbage. I mean, I mean, honestly... Pittsburgh needs to do a better job of restructuring that defense, and that's supposed to be Tomlin's forte. Baltimore basically runs the same offense. We do RPO system. You give Lamar two good receivers and the excellent O-line. Lamar said he's asking for a trade. He did ask for a trade, okay? But I got to tell you, Eagle Way, I mean, it's not so much. I told you, he's a better ball player than Jalen Hurts. But he doesn't play smarter than Jalen. 
Jalen Jalen does everything to create yardage and also contact. He's not looking for contact, and that's the right way to play. That dummy in Buffalo needs to get a playbook out of Philadelphia and how to protect yourself. You know how you protect yourself? Playing smarter. Dude, Cam Newton is the greatest example of getting your ass kicked in an organization overusing you and not using you and protecting you correctly. It's criminal what the Panthers did to that guy. Okay? It's criminal. Every organization who has an RPO guy or a dual-thread guy should always look to Carolina on what not to do to their quarterback. They almost killed that guy. Cam Newton can't throw a pass today, almost. I mean, yeah, at a pro day, great. When the environment is perfect, super. If that was the case, son, you would have a job. Lamar gave up on the Ravens long ago. Hey, vet, why don't you turn that around and go? The Ravens gave up on Lamar a long time ago. He sat out a wild card game and didn't even travel with the team. Huge red flag. Okay. I said that too. I said that too. You're right. You're right. This whole thing was handled horribly by both. This thing was handled terribly by both people, Baltimore and Lamar's people, which are his family, who I know. By the way, don't shut the door in Carolina giving you the number one overall pick. I would do it. There's not a guy in that draft. There's not a guy in that draft that's better than him. And we got to remember, this guy's only 25, 26 years old. We're not talking about a 31-year-old guy here. You're talking about a guy who's like 18 months older than Jalen Hurts and is already more accomplished. However, he's injured, and it's a shit show. And Baltimore, I mean, I don't know who's in worse shape, Baltimore or Green Bay. You know, if I were the Jets, I'd do everything on my power to go into the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes and use that leverage against Green Bay. And if I were the 49ers, I would I would reach out to Green Bay and say, hey, look, we'll take them. I'll give you Trey Lance and a conditional one next year. That's the best I can do. Then you got two guys to pick from in Green Bay, Jordan Love and Trey Lance. And maybe you could trade one of those guys and get something back in return. San Francisco puts Aaron Rodgers on that team. That's trouble. But again, I don't know how you can fix all that with a cap issue. Okay? I don't know how you would do all that, especially with Bosa having to work on a new contract extension. I don't know how that would work. And I don't think you could put Rodgers on that team with 60 million bucks. Jesse goes, seals a fewer Howie and traded for the number one pick. Who would you draft? Will Anderson if I'm him. Will Anderson, if you're 1,000% sold that you think your quarterback is the guy, I get Will Anderson. Will Anderson is the best player in the draft. He's the best player in the draft. That's who I would take. If I was Howie 
and how he had the number one overall pick, I take Will. I would take Will Anderson. Um, Jalen Carter second question marks obviously. Um, I'd probably say Young is third. Um, I would say the tackle, offensive tackle from Northwestern is four, and I'd say B. John Robinson is the fifth best. Those are your top five players. It's pretty much consensus that those are your top five players. Stroud's probably the sixth dude, okay? He's probably the sixth guy in the conversation when it comes to looking at the top five guys for this coming April draft. Okay, so those are your five dudes. Rodgers hates the 49ers. He would never play for them. You're making $60 million. You'll play on the moon. Okay? You'll play on the moon. I get it. They passed him over. I get it. They passed over him for Alex Smith. Understood? He went to Cal. That was something that he thought and where he was going to play. Agreed. Got to get over that shit. Nobody cares. Aaron Rodgers needs another Super Bowl to put the cherry on top of the legendary career he's built. It is legendary, too. The touchdown to interception ratio, you'll never see anything like that in pro football history again. A guy with nearly 500 touchdowns and just a little bit over 100 interceptions. It's, 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 it's insanity. This guy's like five to one touchdowns, interceptions. You'll never see that ever in your life again for a 17, 18 year career. It's one of the greatest in history. Just incredible, incredible what he's done. Yeah, man. I came to that conclusion prior to coming on the air. If I had to do a player swap between Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, I couldn't do it because I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to last longer than Jalen. And personally, that's why the Baltimore Ravens are not paying him $50 million. If the Baltimore Ravens, who have been one of the better franchises, and I would say this to you, since 2000, the Ravens have been a better franchise than the Eagles. Okay? They've been a better franchise than the Eagles. Um, if they're saying we can't do it, Ozzie Newsom must know something. Ozzie must know something. That guy built two Super Bowl title teams. Every year, contenders. Every season. Every season, they're in the mix. And you're letting that guy walk by, and you think Tyler Hundley, the guy behind Lamar Jackson, is good enough to win ball games for you? I don't know. Okay? I don't know. Um, how much does this affect him, though? How much will this affect him? How much will this affect him? I think the Eagles walk to their own beat. Um, 
I think they're going to pay him. I think they're going to pay him by June 1. I think the Jalen Hurts contract will be done by June 1. When you have to be in a position. And with all of the restructuring that they've done and all the things that they've done, they've done a pretty... Howie's freed up some dough now. You know, the NFL Players Association listed all that. And then the NFL Players Association came out with a new list. Howie's restructured a lot of money. And they're going to have some dough to work here. They're going to have some dough to work. God says Hertz has the best lineman and has been injured each year. True. Allen hasn't missed a game in four years with a trash O-line. There's a big difference. Hertz is too small. Allen is sustainable due to his size. Not a bad take. Not a bad take. And the reason that he's not in traction is because he's 6'6", 260 pounds. But do you want him to look like Cam Newton in the end? He's on the trajectory to be Cam Newton. A better Cam Newton. Is that what you want your quarterback to look like? The back end of the contract you just gave him for $42 million? I'm hoping not. I'm hoping not. You want him to think more like Jalen Hurts. By the way, just so you know, I don't think Jalen plays a long time. Because you're at, you took 11, I don't care, I don't give a shit what you have in Philadelphia right now in running back position. It is not near enough to cover for 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns. You're going to have to show me that one. Because you got a bunch of dudes back there. They are not as good as Miles Sanders. You hear the people in Philly, Rashad Rashad Penny is not a better player than Miles Sanders. End of story. And neither is Boston Scott. They're not Kenneth Gaines. They're not close. Not close. But you're going to make up for 1,300 yards rushing. I want to see that. Your quarterback has got more pressure on him. Okay? Let me ask you this one. By the way, some free agents that could be on the move, that could be game changers. Vegas has the win total out. Players that have to step up for the Eagles going to kind of put out what I think you need. If you're going to get back to the NFC title game, I got a player list of guys that I say have to be huge and maybe into some aspect bigger than they were a year ago. Also, little bit on the Eagles in their future. Gary Cobb each and every single Monday, 430 from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. Kevin, we're going to get to that. Jeffrey Simmons, it looks like the Titans want to have a complete cleaning of a house and all that. Man, he would cost you a lot of money. But I'll tell you what I would do. You want the 30th pick? But see, here, got to remember something, Kevin. You think the Tennessee Titans, I told Tone this on Friday. You think the Tennessee Titans still have Howie Roseman's number? 
<laughs> or do you think they have that thing on block? They get A.J. Brown out of the building from them, and you think they're going to cut another deal with them? I don't know. I don't know. Okay? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I know the Saints would never call the Eagles ever again. Okay? Yeah, okay, JM. Yeah, keep telling yourself that bullshit. He's better, that he would have played more. He'd have been the feature back. He was never. When Miles Sanders was on and healthy on that team, none of those dudes could beat him out. But now they're better and it's an upgrade. Of course it is. Just like the safety you sound signed is an upgrade from Gardner Johnson. Then why'd that guy get $10 million? So you think because you sign a guy on a steal of a deal here that you say, and a guy who leaves your building for $10 million, he's a better player. Solid take. <laughs> okay. Let's put this out there too, defensively. Where did you come up with the notion that the new coaching staff on defense, it's a new coaching staff, and the players all fit? Where, where, where did that come up from where today on March 27th, you're saying your defense is going to be good enough to be very competitive? How, how do you know this? How do you know the coaches and the players all fit together? How do you know this? It's a brand new coaching staff, secondary coach, linebacker coach. The D-line coach is back. The coordinator's new. How do you know this? How do you know even how Sean decides going to design the defense? I'm not telling you it's a bad, but if, you think that's just going to fit right in? Because it did a year ago. You had an intact coaching staff. You don't now. How do you know these guys all fit? How do you know the coach, didn't Fletcher Cox have a bitch with Jonathan Gannon at first when they were two and five? Hey, I don't know what he's asking me to do. Remember, they had to simplify it. They simplified it. And actually, what changed the whole thing was when Sirianni gave the play calling to Shane Steichen. The guy went on a run, Steichen. He got the, you know how, you know how Shane Steichen got the Colts job? When Sirianni failed as the play caller. That's how he got the job. Because he took over two and five, and he's now the head coach of the Colts because of that move. Okay? The problem that I have with everybody jumping the gun, you don't even know what this thing's going to look like. And I, hey, I don't either. But that is more to me going of the unknown. Since when do you go into a football season and on March 27th, you don't even know what your defensive scheme is? They don't even know the scheme. But these guys are all going to play and have a defense that's going to be almost as compatible to what we saw a year ago. Where are you coming up with that? Or are you just being a homer? Okay. That's okay. That's cool too, being a homer. That's homer talk. That's not, how about we see a preseason game first? Me too. Dude, these guys may go out and turn out to be the 2022 Eagles. They very well could be. But to say that now, 
you don't have the same unit back. You're you're up the middle, completely decimated. Okay. Niners, you say you got a brand new defensive coordinator too, dude. Okay. My only point one more time is, bro, I, I, I don't know how you could sit here and say that on what side of the football, that defense. I, I don't know how you get to that or how you got to that. Is the NFL getting away from defense? Dan, can you list the top 10 defenses? Are they getting away from defense? Yes. Yes. They want scoring. Why? More commercial breaks. It's more interesting. See, the one thing that the NFL does, remember something, Eagle Way. Just so you know, the NFL is not partners with the players. The NFL is partners with the networks. The players are assets. They're not business partners. They never will be. They'll never be partners. Every time there's a strike, the players get their ass kicked. There's no partners. We stole Sproles, Malcolm Jenkins, Gardner Johnson, all from the Saints. I'm I'm thinking they don't have the number anymore. (laughs) You know? The commissioner comes out and lies to you, and he'll lie to you all week long in Phoenix, telling you that the players and the owners are business partners. Man, the owners are partners with the networks. That's where their money comes from, not the players. They use the players. They kick the players in the face. They take advantage of them. And they always will take advantage of them because that's who the owners are. They look down on players. They don't give a shit about the players. They care about the networks. The networks are the ones that give the billions of dollars to the owners. Business partners. Yeah, okay. That's why when they collude like they are now because of the Sean Watson deal, and you even hear Ozzie Newsom saying, yeah, this thing kind of threw a a wrench in the conversations that we had with Lamar Jackson, and he singles out the, the, the Browns. That used to be taboo, not talking about other organizations' contracts. For that to go on like that just shows you there's been conversation behind the scenes on organizations and general managers about the Watson deal. That used to be so – have you ever heard Howie Roseman come out and go, you know that contract in Arizona that Kyler Murray got? Man, that was really a lot of money and way too much. Have you ever heard any general manager talking like that about other, other players and other organizations and how they do business? Okay. Not happening. I want to throw something at you here on a positive side for the Eagles here. I wrote this down. And I never thought about this until now. In our preparing for the show, I want to show you something. These are Eagle players that are locked up through the year 2024. 
A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Lane Johnson, Jordan Mulata, Cam Jurgens, Hassan Reddick. These are players that are locked up through the 2024 season. Jordan Davis. Josh Sweat. Darius Slay. James Bradbury. Avante Maddox. And Nicobe Dean. That's 14 starters out of 22. That's pretty impressive. And soon to be Hurts. Or Landon Dickerson, too. You got Landon, look at this. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, uh, Lane Johnson, Jordan Milano, Landon Dickerson, Cam Jurgens, Reddick, Jordan Davis, Josh Sweat, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, Nicobe Dean. These are all starters. These are all starters. 14 of your 22 are locked up through the 2024 year. Shit, dude. And pretty soon you're going to have 15 with Hertz. Right? You're going to have 15 with Hertz. 15 of your 22. And look, AJ's 25. Devontae's 22. 22, 23. Goddard's young. Malata's young. Dickerson's young. Jurgens is young. Davis is young. Sweat is young. Dean is young. Hertz is young. The majority of your offense is set up for the next couple of years to be the best offense in the NFC. You got work to do on defense. You're going to have a ton of guys that are going to be on this list that are going to come into the defensive side of the football. Tell you what, man. I didn't realize how young the football team is because of bringing back Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey. Those three guys aren't going to be on the team through 2024. I wouldn't think. Eagles have, I mean, 14, 15 guys soon are locked up through the year 2024. That's some good football there. That's 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 how you win games. Okay. That's how you win ball games. That's how that's how you build the foundation of your football team. And you have the proper and you have the proper leadership dudes like Jalen Hurts. Okay? That's pretty good, man. See, Tony Dungy told me this years ago. You want to have a core group of dudes, Landon Dickerson, Jordan Mulata, 
A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts. You're hoping Jordan Davis. Those are your those are your foundation guys. Those are your young dudes. Okay? Those are your young dudes. Kyle says, Sills, how would you say at this point how he's doing? I think he's limiting the damage more so than what I thought he was going to do, Kyle. Kyle, I thought there'd be more damage. I thought the cornerbacks were, I thought one of the cornerbacks would be gone. Um, I'm kind of shocked at the CJ deal. I'm, I'll tell you this, of all the players that I'm shocked on, I'm shocked the guy that left the building, that Epps move kind of, I was pretty shocked with him. The Epps move, the Sayamalo, the, 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 watch this. Were you shocked on Sayamalo? No, because they couldn't keep all them guys because there's so much money in the offensive line. It's their biggest investment. When it comes to a group setting, the wide receivers right now are pretty um, vested. You got a number one wide out, and you're paying a guy $20 million north of it. That's a lot of investment in your two wide outs, plus your tight end is a $15 million guy. So your offensive approach, is, it's got a lot of investment to it. Your offensive line is your biggest investments. Two tackles at $15 million north of, and your center makes 14-4. A lot of money involved in that. But it's the right thing to do. I, I think, you know what? For what he has to do, he still has to pay the quarterback. That's what he's preparing for here is to pay the quarterback. We got 10 picks in next year's draft, too. That's a great thing. My opinion, so that I can pay Jalen Hurts, I might trade that 10th pick. I might trade down or even out of the first round with that 10th pick. My opinion, man, there's going to be teams that are going to go into that draft, and there's going to be a quarterback that's going to sit at 10. Somebody's going to offer Howie Roseman a, a, a treasure chest at 10. I personally think, I'm telling you, I think there's going to be as many as four. I don't see five quarterbacks that are, could be taken in that top 10. Okay? You move down or even out, and then you move up with one of the picks at 30 to say 15, and you grab your guy Porter or whatever. Somebody's going to fall into Howie's lap. I, I have a feeling Howie's setting a, a web right now. You know why? He don't have the money. Look at the signs. You know what he has, though? The position in the draft to make a massive impact. He made a massive impact last year in the draft without drafting. Because it was with A.J. Brown. Okay? His two biggest moves last year were trades. The, 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 the sign of Bradbury turned out to be, but that was free agency. The Reddick sign was big. But the C.J. Gardner, it kind of molded and solidified the defense. When you got him and put him in the secondary... That defense, 
the defense moved because of him being in that lineup. It was changed. Okay? It was changed. I think, again, Howie doesn't have the money. Look at the signings. Always go by the money. Don't follow so much the player, the money. You let Bobby Wagner go. So you're telling me you'd rather have the kid from Chicago than Bobby Wagner? And and, and Tone showed me his stats. He was great with the rank. I was wrong. He, I look back, he was re- second team all pro. He's back with Seattle. Seattle's doing some good shit up there, man. How he didn't want, how he couldn't sign him. Because he's got to pay his draft choices and he's got to pay his quarterback. So, what does he have in this draft? The 10th position. We hit on this last week. I think Howie is going to make some enormous move with one or two of those draft choices. What if Howie moved out of the first round altogether and went into the draft and got twos, threes, and fours in a first rounder the following year? Could he do that? Sure. Counting on a rookie? Well, I'm hoping they hit on Sauce Gardner too. How many Sauce Gardeners have you seen come out of college, though, in the last? The kid Sertain is pretty good. Um, did you think the kid Stingley was good? He's he, Okay. As long as you stay in the SEC, I'm good. I'm not drafting guys at those positions from the Big Ten. Really? Big Ten? <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't really think the talent in the Big Ten is anything near what's in the Southeastern Conference. You're taking on top-flight kids every single, every single weekend. I'm not getting away from the. I'm not getting away from the Southeastern Conference. Just not getting away from it. Outside of Reddick, what early big free agency move did Howie make? JM, I think the Bradbury uh, free agent signing. When New York let him go and they cut him, I think that was a big sign because Bradbury had not played well, in my opinion, like he did the the uh, previous year where he was an, where he was a pro bowler. And he was coming off a down year. New management was coming in. And how he gambled. It was a pretty significant number. It was a pretty good number. That, that they gave him. So it was an investment. Dude, that's one of the reasons, too, I got to think that Bradbury's back is because Howie went out. What Didn't Howie give him like $8 million last year? And he wanted like 13 or 14 from the Giants, and the Giants balked, and they let him walk out the building. But to me, man, the move was Bobby. You put Bobby Wagner in the middle of that defense, and you draft Jalen Carter, and you have him sitting next to Fletcher Cox, and also Jordan Davis on the three-man rotation with Milton Williams. Now you're talking about fixing a defense and you're going places. Instead, you signed the lesser of the linebackers out there. He's, dude, he's, will he, I don't even know if he ends up getting through camp. I don't know. The Bears were the worst defense in the NFL last year. Now, to some point, 
It's who you play next to, too. Would he, would he play better next to better people? Probably. Probably. Moreno, it was 10 million. I thought it was eight. That sounds about right. Remember, he wanted like 14 or 12. He wanted like 14 or 12. So I think he's going to make a move on draft day like he did a year ago because he, he doesn't have the money. And in my opinion, I mean, would you rather build the team this year and get younger this year or do you wait until next year? I think this year you build through the draft. Take that 10th pick, move down, get some other picks. Stay young. Why is that essential? Because you got to pay your quarterback. Remember something, this coming year will be an extension. Still got to have a signing bonus. But the 20, the 2024 20, year is when that contract will kick in. On March 15th, when you have to start paying him. If you do pay him $50 million, it'll be March 15th of 2024. That That's when the number starts to become significant for the Eagles. And then they're going to have to start making some tough choices and a lot of restructuring. You're probably going to lose Kelsey. Um, and Kelsey's $15 million off the cap. Okay. This year, take advantage of the top talent. You can build more depth next year. I agree, Cody. Cody, I agree. I'm going to hit on 10 players. 10 players that I think have to have huge years this year, bigger years. I'm going to start from 10 up to 1, okay? I'm going to go from 10 to 1. Um, also, win totals. And some top free agents. Gary Cobb will join us at 4.30 Eastern time. I think this is going to be an interesting next couple weeks as we get closer to the draft. See, Howie's a good deal maker. That I'll give him. And I think this is setting up for something here. Howie's got the 10th pick, folks. People are going to panic to get into that 10th pick. Hour two, hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Heading down the shore. 
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Hour two, Big Sills, National Football Show. Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour, Fox 29. Vlad says the SEC has four teams that get two recruits and a bunch of teams that barely win more than half their games. Hey, Vlad, name me a team out of the Big Ten outside of Ohio State's one national championship in the last 25 years. Who? I must have missed it. Who? What team in the last 25 years from the Big Ten outside of Ohio State won a national title? Name me one. Penn State, when they won their national titles, were independent. Name me one. You got one team. Michigan. You know, everyone talks like Michigan is some sort of national power. They're not. Do you know in the last 79 years, Michigan has one national title, and it was a half a title at that. They're not a national power. They don't, they don't play for national championships and win them. Every time they get in that environment, they get annihilated. Big Ten's laughable. So you're going to draft DBs out of a conference that those guys aren't very good? I don't know. I will produce. Here's the teams in that conference that produce. Michigan produces good players. Um, Ohio State, for sure. Iowa. When's the last time Nebraska had a superstar? Penn State. I mean, everyone... Talks like the Big Ten. The Big Ten's a great got one team. LSU, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, 
Auburn. In the last 25 years, all these programs have won national titles. You know what's even crazier of a stat? Name me one team on the West Coast not named USC. That's won a national championship in football. Name me one that's on the West Coast. Washington. Washington and USC in the last 60 years are the only two teams on the West Coast to win a national title. All your talents in the Southeastern Conference. All in the SEC. Some in the Big Big 12. Some. I don't go there for defensive guys. Oregon's won a national title. When was that? I must have missed that one. When was Oregon uh, a national champion? I must have missed that. <laughs> Notre Dame will never win a national championship. The Eagle way. We're going to have seven holes to fill next year. Fans are going to have to get used to being young, and we might need to be need to get used to being a one-year deal type team because of the quarterback. Eagle way. That's why I say to you, look at what they're doing at Kansas City. You're going to resemble everything that they do in Kansas City. Do you know who the next player in Kansas City is to go? Chris Jones. He'll be the next player to go because you can't afford him. He'll be the next to go. Honey Badger, some of these other guys. Um, he'll be the next, Tyreek Hill. He'll be the next guy to go. Okay, that's that's how this works. You you systematically get cherry-picked because of the money you pay to quarterback. And you have to go young, and you hope you got – here's the thing that really what makes Andy Reid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this point to you here about Andy Reid and how good he's doing in Kansas City and how he's gotten better since he left Philadelphia. When was the last time you remember Bill Belichick in a position he has a football team right now where he's not competitive for a Super Bowl? I mean, right? I mean, this year here, is anybody going out on a limb going, hey, man, the Patriots are going to be in a conversation for a Super Bowl? I mean, this has to be the furthest away from Belichick and Super Bowl talk since his first couple of years in New England. I mean, the Patriots are so far removed from that now that it's kind of shocking. In four years since Brady has left, the Patriots are a non-factor in the Super Bowl conversation. Okay, I mean, right? Not even in the Super Bowl conversation now. I mean, but look at Reed. Reed got his quarterback. Reed got his quarterback. Okay? Reed got his quarterback. I mean, look at the gold standard in Pittsburgh now. It's not to have a losing season. Used to be to win Super Bowls. Now it's not to have losing seasons in Pittsburgh. Hey, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing year in 17 years. That's kind of what Doc Walker said when he was on last week. 
Since when is that a goal? The goal is to win Super Bowls. Not the goal is just to have a good season for your fans and take advantage of their money. Right? Stoutland says this. If Howie can get one guy that available, I will hope for Devin White. Not sure how to pay him, though. That's the key, Stoutland. He want Dude, Devin, Devin White on the Eagles would be an insane... Would be an insane sign. Can't pay him. You don't have the money to pay him. You don't have the money to do that. You have draft capital, though. Would you give a three up for Devin White? Oh, he's a free agent, though, right? Is Devin White a free agent? No, I think you got to trade for him. I think he's. I think. I think he's a trade guy. Man, he's a good football player. Okay? He's a good football player. NFC sleeper team of 2023, the Lions. Dakeem, sleeper? I think they're one of your top three teams in the entire, according to Vegas and Atlantic City. They're one of the top teams in the NFL. I don't know if they're a sleeper anymore. Callie Green, thank you. He's in his final year. I'd trade for that guy. And the salary cap issues the Buccaneers have right now, you might get that dude. Can you imagine having Devin White in the middle of the Eagle defense? Dude, he's a good football player. He's young. He's, he's, I'll, I'll say this to you, too. The Dallas Cowboys are the most improved team in the NFC East. Uh, they're the most improved team. I think the Cowboys have done some good moves. Restructuring of Brandon Cooks' deal. You put him on the other side of CD. It's not quite Devontae Smith and um, A.J. Brown. Not quite. It's not. It's not, but it's better. It's better. If you're able to trade or get Derrick Henry or B. John Robinson behind Dak, pretty good offensive line. You lost a guy in the O-line. You've upgraded your tackle position. You upgraded your corner position. I don't know. Cowboys, in my opinion, are the most improved team in the NFC East. They've done some good stuff. Man, they mo- you know you know the best move was? The best move, in my opinion, was moving off Ezekiel Elliott. The Cowboys are going to get Bijan Robinson if the Eagles do not. He's going to one of them two teams because those two teams love to run the ball. Okay? You still got Zach Martin in Dallas. They want to run the ball. Why? Because the 15 INTs that Dak had last year, Dak's better when you got a running game. And what happened was the running game, they were giving the carries to the wrong dude. And the Cowboys had to move off of the poor decision-making that they were making with Ezekiel Elliott. Tennessee gets Bijan, maybe. That means Henry's on the move. From Dallas, he's 28 years old. He had 1,500 yards last year. That guy is like Adrian Peterson. Shit, man, can you imagine 
if you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you landed Derrick Henry and you gave that dude 300 carries and the amount of pressure that you take off of Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts might throw for the most touchdown passes because you couldn't defend the Eagle offense. If you put Bijan Robinson or Derrick Henry on that offense, the Philadelphia Eagle offense is undefensible. I don't give a shit if Jalen Hurts' father's calling the plays. You're not going to defend that. You can't. You'd have maybe one of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL. Two receivers with a grand. A tight end who's probably going to be a 1,200-yard guy sooner or later. And you got a 1,500-yard back. And they ain't Miles Sanders 1,500 yards. They are bulldozer 1,500 yards. There's a difference. Am I right when I say this? You imagine Derrick Henry in San Francisco? You put Derrick Henry on San Francisco or Philly or Dallas. One of those teams can win a Super Bowl. That's how much that guy could change the room for them. That guy could win the Super Bowl for one of those three teams in the NFC. Niners, McCaffrey, and Henry running the ball would be frightening. Henry and Philly would be frightening. Think about this, for instance. If you're thinking of moving off of Jeffrey Simmons, the defensive tackle in Tennessee, they're also shopping Derrick Henry. Okay? This is just a complete house cleaning that's going on in Tennessee. I think they want to get younger. And I think they want to get into the quarterback sweepstakes. I think they're shopping Henry. I do. I think they're shopping him. Trying to get a one or two for him. Would you give a one up for Derrick Henry right now at 28 with all the miles he has? Shit, though, man. I said it to you. I think he had 345 carries coming off of a knee injury of a year ago. He still had 1,500 yards. I still think he's got three. The tough thing with that signing and paying running backs like that, they've got to be short-term deals, man. Two years. You can't go into a deal with a Derrick Henry for five years. you got to do it for two years. They've got to be two-year deals. I wonder if the running back would be willing to do something like that. Two years at $10 million a piece. Give him $20 million over two years. Derrick Henry? At least that's not going to destroy my cap. Derrick Henry in Philadelphia would be I, I, I would, I'd be must-see TV. Behind that line, how many people think he'd go for 2105? That's the record that Dickerson has. Funny, Dickerson did it in 16 games. There's an extra game now. I think Derrick Henry go for 25, eh, 2,300 yards with that old line. You imagine 2,300 rushing yards, Derrick Henry, and Jalen Hurts would throw for 4,500 yards because he wouldn't have to run the ball. Dude, Yell goes like, hey, must see TV. 
Bigogo's not going to happen. Why? I never thought Lamar Jackson would ever want to be traded out of Baltimore. One of the gold standard franchises. I never thought I'd see that. I want out of here. Out of Baltimore? Dude, Baltimore has been more successful than the Philadelphia Eagles since 2000. They've been a better franchise than you. They have. They've won a couple Super Bowls. The multiple players that are Hall of Famers. You got the greatest safety, maybe the greatest middle linebacker. You got a Hall of Fame tackle. These are all guys you drafted. These were all guys he drafted. Shit, Jamal Lewis wasn't a stiff. He was a 2,000-yard rusher. I mean, you had players on there like Bryant McKinney, Suggs. Baltimore drafts well. Hey, that's an understatement. I think they do a pretty good job on free agents too. Rod Woodson. Deion Sanders, bringing them dudes in. I think they do a nice job on that. Breed goes, I don't know about that one, Sills. They've won more Super Bowls than you, put more Hall of Famers, and I don't know. Look at the players that they have. I mean, you got generational players. Ed Reed's the greatest safety in the history of the NFL. I don't think it's a really – Belichick thinks that. Again, another smart player. Another smart superstar player. Gary Cobb will join us in a couple minutes. We may stop when Gary gets here. But I'm going to throw this at you here. These are players that I think have to have great years in 2023 for this football team to get back to the end. If you want to get back to the NFC title game, I put 10 players down here. You guys maybe add another one. I think Fletcher Cox at 10. Fletcher's got to have leadership, health, production. It was a big year for him. And he's got to pull Jordan Davis along. Look at what he's being asked to do. Leader. Here's your $10 million note. Leader, production, okay? Healthy. He's got to be all that. Okay? He's got to be all that. AJ and Devontae. The thing that I love the most about these two guys, they pull for one another. They're really great teammates. They pull for one another. Watching A.J. Brown being a pro and his preparation for football games, I think has been an impact on Devontae Smith. 95 catches, over 1,000 yards receiving. I think A.J. has been more of an input. Get this. I think AJ's been more of an impact on Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. Sills, it doesn't make sense to pay a running back. It makes sense to rent them in today's NFL. That's why Bijan makes sense. It does. 
it's cheaper and the quarterback signing. Unfortunately, Howie does not draft running backs. Isn't it funny, Miguel? And yet the Eagles are a running team. Okay, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying they can't throw the ball. Obviously, the results speak to that. Okay, 2,000 yard receivers and probably a tight end that would have had it. B. John fits the cap, fits the need. Absolutely. Batman. That's right. That's why I said last week, he's the guy. You take him. He's the fifth best player in the draft, according to some. I think Penny has to play 15 games. If you get 15 games out of Rashad Penny, he may have saved his career. I don't really care what his numbers are because I think they'll be good if he plays 15 games. Get this. I'm not rooting for him to duplicate what Miles Sanders did a year ago. But what I am hoping for is 15 games from the kid. 15 games. Then you look at the numbers at the end. I think you'd be surprised. Okay? Before I bring Gary Cobb on, I started the program out, and I said this to you. Howie Roseman has two number ones. And Jalen Hurts. Would you make a player swap with Baltimore for Lamar Jackson? Let's bring G. Cobb in. I'm sure he's smiling on that one. <laughs> He goes, Sills, right out of the gate. <laughs> I tell you, that's uh, that would be very interesting. I tell you that because you know you have you have similarly talented quarterbacks, and one has already shown you that you know you can get knocked out for almost a season. So um, I, I don't think that uh, Lamar is as durable as. Jalen, but you know, Gary, I said this. I think I think Jalen plays smarter. Yeah, I probably than, than Lamar yeah. does when it comes to how he approaches the game. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think Lamar is more gifted athletically. Mm-hmm. I think he's the unanimous MVP a couple of years ago. Let's not forget yeah. he's only 25. That's right. Um, but it just seems to me, doesn't it? Like Brady is not Aaron Rodgers in athleticism. However, no. Mm-hmm. Brady's smarter. Yeah. Is it yeah. kind of like that? Well, I think there's, there, there definitely is some of that. Now, you talk about Brady and Rodgers, you know, I think Brady's probably more under under, under control, you know. Uh, in some ways, he has to be, you know, than, let's say, Rodgers. Um, he thinks through, he's thought through everything. You know, Rodgers likes to, you know, go out there and create and be creative and everything. Um. But if you talk about Jalen and um, Lamar, you know, uh, I think you hit it right in that Lamar, he's faster, you know, quicker, but 
But Jalen, you know, I, I got to, uh, especially after this year, but, you know, he's just, he's, you know, he's done it one year, but uh, he has, he had a great uh, mentality when it comes to finding ways to win. Would you do the deal? Or would I do, do the deal? I, I don't, I don't think he, I, I, I couldn't see. Oh, man, that's tough. I, I don't think I would do the deal. That's what I said. I, I was, I was like, you know, if I'm going to gamble, but here, here, here's, here's why. But I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know Lamar as well as, as I know, you know, and I'm, I'm not talking about what just know him personally. I'm talking about as a player. Yeah. That I know Jalen more as a player than I know Lamar. And I think with the right coach, I think he needs to be coached to play a little differently. And and you and, and and the other thing is he needs to be where you need to make sure you're getting players that fit him. Now they got Andrews. Andrews is his number one receiver. He he's a star. Yeah. I mean, Andrews is a player and everything, but he hasn't had, you know, and I don't, you know, can he really flourish and get the ball to the guys enough? You know, that's going to be interesting. And, and, you know, and I don't know his, um, you know, the coach's mentality and all that. You know, I know Harbaugh, though. I know the head coach, but I know the offensive coordinator. I don't know their mentality as well as I know the Eagles situation, you know. I know a guy that you do know, and this is why I paused and said, I'd probably stick with Jalen if I'm gambling. Mm-hmm. Doesn't this tell you about this, Lamar? Now, for some of you out there, Lamar Jackson has demanded a trade. He did yeah. it on March 2nd. Mm-hmm. So they're at the NFL owner meetings now today as we speak in Phoenix. Yeah. But here, here for me, Gary, you and I both know the kind of man Ozzie Newsom is. He I drafted tried. him, brought him in. Yep. And he's still in that organization. If he's recommending that you not pay him $50 million. Yeah. Doesn't that make you pause? That's what that, made that, me that, pause that definitely, that definitely does. I mean, no one Ozzie. I mean, he's a straight-up guy. I mean, straight-up shooter. Come on, you know he. And you know, I mean, I, I could have to say I couldn't guarantee all that money. Lamar, man, you've already shown you can go down. Come yeah. on, last three years. Come on, man. You know, if anything, you know, I'm looking for a way where I can keep you healthy and everything. But we we can't keep we can't have this. I mean, if we have this, how can we how can we give you a guaranteed deal? That crazy deal they gave over in Cleveland that's just flat out crazy, man. We can't do that. We can't just guarantee all that money and put the team in, in, in a, that type of vulnerability when you know you can go down. I mean, I, there's no way you can guarantee all that money to uh, Lamar. No way. I just I, 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 I think Baltimore is telling you, and again, if the, 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 the tale in all of this is, you know, these 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 quarterbacks that are dual threat, Gary, look at Cam Newton, how Carolina – I mean, that's actually criminal, how they played him and how they ran him into the ground. That's right. And what you're trying to avoid yeah. is not having Jalen Hurts at Lamar. And look not, at not, Lamar. He's not, going down that same road as I know. Cam Newton. And, and some of that's the player. See, even with Cam, some Correct. of that was the player. Where you're going like, dude, Stop. You're not going to survive. What are you doing, man? You know, like he's taking the ball, taking off. He got five guys. He's trying to drag all of them. Dude, what are you? Man, you, you're not going to make it playing like that. So, 
and I think Lamar has done some of that, you know, where he, he was in a vulnerable position, but when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Realize, look, dude, get down. Now you see Jalen; he will touch Get yeah. on the ground. Yep. Even even if you're in a game, if it's a if it's a regular season game, come on, it's not worth taking that shot, man. Get on the ground. You're too important, you know. So uh, and 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 playing that way, and I will say that, that's what I would say that Jalen is he's more under control. Yeah. Even though he and and, and was it was it um Chicago. I guess was it Atlanta or the Chicago game? The Chicago game. The Chicago game. I mean, he got a little bit where they they were feeding the ball to him too much. Going like, dude, stop it, you know, because you know it's there. And people say, oh, Gary, don't worry about it. I said, listen, man, I've been around this game too much. This dude is going to get hurt. Look at the way he's running, man. You're taking those shots. Somebody's going to get you. So let me uh, throw this what? at you here. As of March 27th, do you think this football team is as good roster-wise as the 2022 team? No. No. No way. What's your biggest concern? Well, you know, I'm concerned about the linebackers. You know, I'm concerned about the the, the defensive tackles. You know, I mean, they, you don't have, um, you know, you, 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 you got to get more out of the kid, you know. Um, so you got to get more out of him and – you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know where he's going to be at. You know, if you expect him to be a starter and everything, is he going to give you what Hargrave? I don't, I don't, I, they don't have a guy that's going to replace Hargrave with the pressure that he put. Cause I think Hargrave, if I think sometimes he, he really contributed to everybody's sacks. Cause sometimes oh, yes. he created, he breaks through and the guy runs into one of the ends, you know, I think a, Fletcher, I think Fletcher's play in the second half of the season, Gary. Mm-hmm. I think was a result of how well um, Hardgrave was playing because mm-hmm. you saw a lot of double teams. Now I'll yeah. never sit here and tell you that I thought Javon Hardgrave was a hell of a run stopper, but I tell you he was effective enough. But what the the key for him was mm-hmm. he was so versatile on a three technique, a two technique, yeah. a one technique. You can move him all over the place, mm-hmm. and he was effective in the pass rush. Yeah. And I think he helped that entire interior along with TJ. No, no doubt about it. I, I think that, you know, uh, and, you know, and, I mean, the fact that San Francisco gives him that type of money and, you know, you're not talking about an organization that doesn't know what they're doing. You got to give credit that San Francisco knows what they're doing, but they saw him that if you're going to get him, leave him one-on-one, he's going to, he's going to be beating that guy most of the time. You know, most of the time he is beating whoever that, that guard or, or the center, whoever's on him one-on-one. If you leave him one-on-one, he's going to beat that guy most of the time. I think 
that he proved that, and that's why he got that money. But uh, so so they're they're missing that. Uh, you know, I don't know about the, the I, I don't know about the linebackers. I don't know about the safeties. I don't know these kids. You know, they draft some of these. You know, I mean, they sign the kid. You know, and I read a little bit about them. A lot of them haven't ever haven't done anything in the NFL yet. So they got to prove they can do something. So are you more marks. worried about the new faces or the new coaches? Gary, it's an entirely new coaching staff, secondary yeah. coach, linebacker coach, mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. There's five new coaches on that side of the ball. And to sit here and to go like this, well, you know, I, I think they'll be as effective or maybe not as effective, but they'll be. No. I think that's wishful thinking here. I right think, it, now, I think it is. I think it is wishful thinking. And if I were to say right now, you know, the major question marks, you got question marks about, you know, the secondary to a degree. Because of the safeties, you know, I mean, you, you, your safeties have got to be able to, at times they're caught, you know, uh, manned up. But most of the time, though, they're tackling. They've got to tackle well. they got to recognize things, see. That's the big thing is the rec- rec- recognizing, uh, you know, plays and things. And a lot of time, if a guy hasn't had a lot of experience, it's really a lot of times too much to ask for him to come in and recognize the play instantly. And, and and if he doesn't recognize it, you know, you're going to be giving up yardage, you know, both uh, running plays and pass plays because the safeties play an integral part, especially now with the way they spread everybody out and everything. And your safeties are in. They got to be able to make tackles in open field, one-on-one tackles against playmakers. They got to be able to do that. Can I And the linebackers, too. And I will give uh, T.J. Edwards, I mean, he had a great year. I mean, he had a great year, you know. Uh, he's not the most athletically talented linebacker, but he's smart. And most of the time, he's headed where the ball's going, and he made a lot of tackles, one-on-one tackles out in the open field. And I don't know that I see them being able to replace that right away. Uh, whoever goes in there, I think it'll take him some time to grow into the way that he played uh, and, and the safety spot. I mean, they got big plays out of the safeties too. So uh, there, I don't know that they're going to be able to – replace those guys right away. It's, it's going to be um, a drop in what comes to the quality of play. Gary draft coming up in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. What's the area you'd like to see how we address first? Well, I mean, um, I think they're going to do something at the defensive line. I wouldn't, you know, if they could get the kid um, Carter, from Georgia. Yeah. Carter from Georgia. Of course he would be a great addition because you know, you you got that kind of quality, and and you got a guy who can come in and be such a, a you know a dominant player. Gary, he's uh, like Jerome. You say he's like Jerome, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, from what I'm understanding, by I know a couple of people on the coaching staff down there at mm-hmm. Georgia, and Tracy was a teammate of mine. Yeah. Tracy recruited him and coached him. Mm-hmm. He's got a little wildness to him. Yeah. He's got to grow up. I mean, Jerome took me. You know, I mean, yeah. He's, but he, he's, you know, he had Reggie and he had Seth and he had, yeah. he had all those veteran guys that were there and all those That's guys right. kind of yeah. kept him in the building in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. Mean, but Jerome had a loose wheel about him a little That's bit, right. you know? So Without I mean, yeah. this kid's a little bit like that. So, and I think the leadership in the Eagle locker room could probably take care of that guy. Yeah. They, they, they probably, I think they will be able to deal with that. I mean, if he's, um, you know, and I, I know the you know, this kid had the situation where, you know, he had the, 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 uh, the accident and all that. 
Um, I think this would be a good environment for him. He comes in. He's the player they say he is. I think he'll flourish in the atmosphere. There's no doubt about it because they got plenty of veteran leadership that's going to, you know, stay on top of him and make sure, you know, they, they keep him going in the right direction. But he's the one that with the type of talent that would come in, that he would be a huge addition and he would fill a huge gap there. And and that would be uh, just uh, because if you had somebody's just, especially he's young and he's, you know, he's um, tough to, to single block where you're thinking about, well, who are we going to double team? You're thinking like that. Um, if he's one of those kind of guys, he would be a huge addition for them. You know, um, so I, that's what I would like to see them address. And and if they can, that's what they're going to address because that's the way the Eagles think. They're going to hit <clears throat> hit that defensive line first if they can. And that's a big if. Two uh, last questions for you. you otherwise, still- I think they'll go outside. They'll get a uh, outside pass rusher. Would you, do you think they'd there. be interested in that Jeffrey Simmons kid who Tennessee has on market now? He's a young defensive tackle. Yeah, I'm familiar. I'll, with I'll tell you what, Gary. Yeah. I don't know if Tennessee wants to give another one of their players to the Eagles like they did a year ago. I know. <laughs> but I mean, that kid Simmons. Yes. Simmons, he, he's yes. Like 26, 27. Or, yes. <laughs> would you give that 10th pick up for him? Hey, I'll drive down and pick him up, you know? <laughs> oh, now, now you know okay you know you talk about that 10th pick I, I you know i i think so i think you would definitely be you know man you know 10th pick 10 pick for jeffrey simmons i mean he's the pre he's the preeminent i think he's fletcher cox well i, I 10 I years yes. ago i think yes because if you want to go after the bowl again that's what you're thinking if that's what you yes that's the move that puts you right back there again, I think. You put Jeffrey Simmons on that defensive line, you're back in the game. I think you're back there. I mean, look, look at the rest of the uh, of the NF, NFC. I think you're back there. You got to say, boy, hey, we're going after So you, if you're Howie, you do this. Yes. Here's the 10th pick for Jeffrey mm-hmm. Simmons. I think so. And then because- Tennessee takes their running back. Yeah. Dumps Henry and the Eagles sign Henry. (laughs) I I don't know. Hey, I'm just trying to think like how we vision. I'll tell you, the thing is, you get Simmons, you're back there, man, because you got this offense. And and now you got a guy who is a disruptive force in the middle there. You know, you got outside pass rushers. You hey, you're trying to start this party all over again. You're going to, now, now the party didn't end right, but we're trying to start this party back up. That's exactly what you're doing. You get Simmons, whoo, man, you're back in the game here. Final I think you're back in the you. game, man. Is right. Whoo, does the Hurts deal get done before June one? Well, you know the whole thing is, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I believe. And what is it? If they do it afterwards, where they get a little bit more room, yeah. Uh, so I'd probably say no. I'd say so probably closer say to training camp in July. Close, closer to training camp and everything, yeah. Because you know that's one thing Howie would do. Uh, he's good at which is playing those dates and getting as much room as he can get. Uh, and I think that um, that they'll probably end up getting something done where um, you know it, it's it's friendly to the team. I think Absolutely. they I think they will. Because Gary, I can't wait to because see of how Jaylen. this thing plays out here, man. I mean, I 
I, I can't wait because, <laughs> dude, I think he's gonna make it. I think he's gonna make a move, like he did a year ago, mm-hmm. doing something in the draft, because he's got to pay the quarterback, right? That's right. You don't have a lot of money, and this is why I'm saying this. Because if they had the money, wouldn't they have signed Bobby Wagner? You put Bobby Wagner on that team for a year yeah. or two, uh-huh. yeah. for seven million. Yeah. Instead, you signed a kid from Chicago who the Bears signed, the Eagle guy, TJ Edwards, to upgrade. Yeah. And you got the downgrade linebacker. I know. If they were really gonna spend the money, Gary, you would have dropped that seven million on Wagner. Yeah, but but that but that's not the Eagles, though. They're not gonna pay that kind of money. They're not gonna do that with the linebacker. They're not gonna do it. But 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 that defensive lineman, like you mentioned, Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons, they'd be all over him, like white on rice, man. Come on, can't wait, Gary. Thank you, my friend. All right, have a good one. You got it, Gary Cobb, Fox Twenty Nine. Make sure you check him out. We're gonna hit on that. We come back out of the timeout. Jeffrey Simmons to the Eagles. What would you give up for that? Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Soleno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams 
deserve a Philadelphia bank. National Football Show. Appreciate you coming aboard here. Love talking to Gary Cobb. Top of the hours, some free agents and also some win totals that the bookkeepers are now throwing out there. What would you give up for Jeffrey Simmons, the defensive tackle for the Tennessee Titans? That's all under the guys that, well, you know what? If I'm the Titans, I don't care if I got A.J. Brown from you. All I know is you have the 10th pick. The 30th pick is not going to cut it. For a player like that, it's not going to cut it. Carolina wanted two ones for Brian Burns a year ago. Okay, and they almost got it from the Rams. Okay, so he was going to command two ones. This kid Simmons is, in my opinion, as good as it gets. Is there anybody in the draft that is in his league? He's a young football player, too. If Jalen Carter fell down there, I might be hesitant to give my one-up because salary-wise, salary-wise, it fits the cap better. Would you have to give two ones up for him? Chris says not happening. I never thought A.J. Brown would be sent out of that building too. Don't say that because I never thought Lamar Jackson would be on the trading block. Um, Would you trade down? Then trade the pick? Trade down to 14? Call the Titans and go, hey, you want the 14th pick? You might have to give up the 30th for him or a conditional pick the following year or your second, a one and a two. Would a one and a two get it done? Thank you, Tone. Would a one and a two get it done? If this is me, I send the 10th pick to Tennessee to get Jeffrey Simmons. If you get Jeffrey Simmons, you're back in the game. You're back in the game with San Francisco. You would have Simmons and Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis and Milton Williams as your rotating tackles. That's an upgrade to Javon Hardgrave. That's an upgrade. That's an upgrade. Okay? Give them the 10th pick. You want to win, right? Or what you have on defense right now is not good enough to win. It's not good enough to win. It's not good enough to win. You get a guy like Simmons in there, Jalen Carter. You had a chance to sign Bobby Wagner, but you passed because you didn't want to spend the money like Gary Cobb just said. Imagine that. How would he want to spend the money to bring a premium player in 
because he's a linebacker? I don't get that thinking. I'm trying to accumulate talent. I'm trying to help my quarterback take advantage of the players that I have on this team while that quarterback's not making $50 million right now. The linebackers that you signed, stop with this notion that this Morrow kid is good. He's not. He's okay. He's a dude. A linebacker was on the shittiest team in the NFL last year, defensively. I don't know. And now you're going to hope that he turns into some sort of tackling machine, which he's never been. Well, 116's not bad. 116's not bad. And Tone said this to me last week. What if he was around better players? Agreed. It would up his game. It would totally up his game. But remember something. The Bears upgraded with your guy. You took the downgrade. The Eagles signed the downgrade. Yeah, Maurice. Maurice goes, 116 is good. Yeah, well, you signed the Bears downgrade. Remember that. Nicobe Dean's the guy? We'll see. I haven't seen one, one thing that makes me say that yet. I've not seen one thing. I want to finish this. When I was talking about players that had to have huge years this year for this team to get back to the NFC title game, let me walk back because we got Gary Cobb on, and I think Fletcher has to be big this year. Healthy, durable, and productive. I think he was a year ago, but I think he benefited from having Hardgrave next to him. AJ and Devontae have to continue their great duo that they are. I'm trying to think of a better duo in the NFL than them right now, wide receiver-wise. Is there one? Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, when healthy, are pretty good. Ayuk and Debo are pretty good. Waddle and um, Tyree Kill. Okay. I said to Penny, I'd hope that he'd play 15 games. Goddard, I think is going to be a 1,200-yard guy. You think Reddick puts together the same year that he did last year? Hassan Reddick has 16 sacks this coming year. That'll be pretty formidable. By the way, you have to give it to him. He's had four years in a row, double-digit sacks. Dude, when's the last time... A guy had five years in a row of five double-digit sack years. It has to be Reggie White and people like Bruce Smith. It has to be guys like that. Kevin Kevin Green and Lawrence Taylor. I mean, double-digit sacks in five years, if he has another double-digit sack year, you'd have to put that into conversation of some of the greatest pass rushers of all time. Five years in a row, double-digit? Just to show you how that point is important, Jadavian Clowney's never had double-digit sacks in his entire NFL career. He's the number one overall pick. He's never had double-digit sacks. Ever. And this guy right here might do it for a fifth year in a row. That'd be freaking unbelievable. 
Kobe Dean, man, he's got to play. He's got to be a he's got to be a third round pick. Right now, he's a seventh round pick. He's got to look like a player. And not spot moments in games where people go, hey, you see him playing against this guy right here and mop up duty. No, that's not that's not how you evaluate a guy in mop up duty. You evaluate a guy when he's in the pits. Cam Jurgens. Is he really going to move over to guard? You think that transition is going to be that good? I don't know. Jordan Davis. Look, I want to make it very clear because I had somebody ask me the other day, do you think Jordan Davis is a bust? I want to reiterate that. I've never said that. All I have been saying is as of this moment here, the Eagles overdrafted him. I thought he was more in the 20s guy, which meant that he was never going to be a pass rusher. And so far, my evaluating of him is pretty spot on. My evaluate of him has been right. I said this, I go, look, he's a good player. He's very very athletic. I said, but the problem that I have with players like this is that when you look at their production, they're not very productive. They don't put out a production sheet. Like, he doesn't make TFLs. He's not an Aaron Donald. He's not Fletcher Cox in his day. Fletcher makes plays in the backfield. Seals, who would you have drafted in the place of Jordan Davis? I would have took the defensive... um, I would have took the cornerback from Washington... The McDuffie kid. I would have took the kid Lloyd from Utah. A little bit too high for the kid in Utah. Probably McDuffie around that 13th pick. Okay. That may have been high for him. Because I think the Eagles had three picks last year in, in the first round. And I would have took Davis around 22 down there okay I like the kid Lloyd out of Utah because you could play him like Michael Parsons Olave uh, not when you make a move for AJ Brown when you make a move for AJ Brown and you have Devontae Olave does that make sense especially when you're going to be throwing the ball to your tight end as well see the 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 tight end and the two wideouts Hey, if you really went this way, who has the best tight end and pass-catching pass wideouts in the NFL? It's the Eagles. The Eagles have the best tight end wide receiver uh, duo in the NFL. I don't. I mean, I think the Cowboys, Brandon Cooks kind of upgrades it, but CeeDee Lamb is not better than AJ. And personally, I don't think Brandon Cooks is better than Devontae. And, he, and the Eagles have the better tight end. So, I mean, I think they're good. Washington's got a couple good wideouts, but the tight end, I don't know. New York's got uh, the kid from the Raiders now. Still got to get D-hop in the building in New York. That could be something to look at. 
but the Eagles don't have a number three wide out, Vlad, okay. How many teams have a number two wide out? They had two guys. Not only did they have a thousand yards, you had two guys over 90 catches. I don't know. Rams don't even have that. Packers don't. Jets don't. Chiefs don't. Chiefs don't have that. I mean, there's more skill in New England. There's more skill in Philly than there is in Kansas City. If you looked at the offensive huddle and you take the two quarterbacks out of the conversation, who's got more skill in the huddle, Kansas City or Philadelphia? Not close. It's not close. Kansas City doesn't have the talent that Philadelphia has in their offensive huddle. Mac Jones over Trey Lance. I guess. Dan, you still think we won't make the playoffs this year? Ray, I'm starting to come back around on that one. I think he limited the damage. I think he limited it. Still, it's the the players that they've replaced and the hopeful thinking of these other guys. What keeps it there is Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean may ball out. And if they do, that changes the game for sure. I haven't seen player production will change my opinion, not me changing my opinion. People don't understand that. They think it's flip flopping. How my take will change is if Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean show up. I haven't seen it yet. I'm not a fortune teller. I talk sports. I don't have tarot cards. I don't have a Ouija board. I don't do any of that. There's a lot of people that like to put their opinion on some sort of guess that maybe this guy does this or this guy does that. That's not how I do my shows. I've never done them that way. You're good. You get better. That's, to me, being an observationist. I observe. This kid got better. Landon Dickerson has improved so much. Milton Williams improved. Josh Sweat improved. Okay? Those are guys that improved. Jason Kelsey. The more I watch the guy, I can't. You know what's crazy about Jason Kelsey? Can, you, you know what's crazy? Every time I watch him, he gets better and better. What is he, 50 years old? I mean, shit, you talk about Brady playing until he's 40 or until he's 50. This guy, every time I watch Jason Kelsey play, he gets better. Just to finish up this list, I think the corners have to play great again, like they did a year ago as a tandem. Can you imagine this? If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going to show you something that's insane. The Eagles have the two best tackle tandems offensively. They have potentially the two best, along with Miami, wide receiver tandems. Clearly in the NFC, they have the best tandem wide receivers. And they may have the best corners tandem. So you get the two best offensive tackle tandems, the two best wide receiver tandems, 
and potentially the two best corner tandems in the NFC. That's getting it done. That's getting it done. That's getting it done. Trading up for Jordan Davis, I know. I'm just, again, you're hoping he plays and plays up to that 13th pick. All right. Some potential free agents that are going to be out there. Also, win totals. Also want to reset. Please hit the like button. Hour number three. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore, all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Soleno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Eagle Way, Dan, why do players and fans act like you never played Davis's position before? Hey, hey, Tone, can you put that back up there again? I just want to make sure that I um, 
read that super chat here. Um, I didn't get it. Oh, here we go. Um, you are a dog. Is there any defensive players that remind you of yourself? Hmm. I never had that asked to me, Eagle Way. Hmm. If I had to compare myself on how I like to play, it would have to be Steve McMichael. You guys remember that player? It would be like Steve McMichael. Remember the old Chicago Bear guy? Kind of like that. You know, there were other great players on your team. You were productive. You put a lot of um, you put a lot of numbers up, but the Hamptons and the Singletaries and the other guys, it was kind of probably like Steve McMichael, like Mongo, like that. Probably it would be like Manny Fernandez of the old Miami Dolphins. Manny Manny Fernandez actually said, because we used to share the uh, Orange Bowl with the Dolphins, and he used to come and watch me play. And by the way, I posted it before. Manny Fernandez always said that I reminded him of how he played, and I always thought that was a tremendous honor because I thought Manny Fernandez was a heck of a ball player with the Dolphins. He played on that no-name defense. And I've posted that. He's friends of mine on Facebook. I think he went to University of Utah. And um, it was kind of like, like those two guys to me, you know, a um, little bit of Joe Klecko, big, strong dude. Joe could play. Joe was a multiple guy. I couldn't play in like he could. But Joe was maybe a little taller than me. Okay, he was, I think he was six three and a half. So he was a little taller than me. Yeah, those were back in the Bonacani days. Uh, those guys. So yeah, those. If I've never had that asked me. Yeah, Steve McMichael and probably Manny Fernandez. Some of you guys are going. Who the hell are those dudes? Appreciate you guys coming aboard. Final hour of the program. All right. Um, real quick. I got to do this, guys. I haven't done it yet. I want to give kudos to the University of Miami for making it to the Final Four. I got to tell you guys a quick story before we move on to some football news here in the final hour. You ready? So 1985, they decided to start the basketball program. By the way, we're going to have Rick Barry on tomorrow. We're going to talk to him about Joel Embiid's chances of winning the MVP and also, too, a little bit on the Final Four. Rick played at the University of Miami. And they stopped the program for like 20 years. I never realized this, but when I was at UM, we only had baseball and football. We had track and field, but it wasn't funded a lot. We only had two programs. And it just so happens both those programs won national championships. I think the baseball program under Ron Frazier had three titles, and then we would go on and win five. But the basketball was not around. All of a sudden, they decided, they decided to start this thing up. It was, it was JFK Day, November 22nd, I think, either the 22nd or the 26th. In 1985, they started the program. And we were like, Ron, and what was the guy's name? Bill Foster. He's the coach Virginia Tech. He gets the job. We were so friendly to those guys. Yeah, what's his name? Um, Al Horford's dad. Um, Al Horford's father. What was his name? 
he first went to the University of Houston, I think LSU, and then he transferred to Miami. But Al Horford's dad came to Miami, and he was like the very first like big-time recruit they ever got. Tito Holford, that's it. It was Tito. Thank you. Way, William, whoa. It was Tito Holford. And this guy was a great basketball player. And I became friends with Tito. My friend on that team was Kevin Presto. He was a point guard. And they used to play in a place called the Knight Center in downtown Miami. Like, this is where you put on plays and Shakespeare shit. And it's, it, it must have seated about 5,000 people. And they played basketball games in there. It was so terrible. We had no facilities. Football. Get this. When we wanted to get ready to say we wanted to play, say we wanted to play against uh, West Virginia, we didn't have a turf field. So you know what Ron Frazier would let us do? Ron Frazier would let the football program practice in the outfield. And so we practiced for a night in the outfield, and we'd go play like the Gators had turf or wherever Astro Turf was. We didn't have a lot of money. The school didn't. The school never wanted to put money into the football program because they didn't like our image. They thought we were too ghetto, as we were told. Tadfoot didn't like our football program because Big Sills was one of the guys who um, did everything in his power to to push the outlaw image, and I did, and I liked it, and I wanted it. So did Jerome, but the school hated it. They hated us. They hated, I think, personally, they hated the black kids from the inner city because they don't really recruit. And they're getting back to it now with Mario, but they just don't recruit where they need to. Overtown, Liberty City, Bell Glades. That's where all the football players are. You know why? There's no out. You see the difference with today's kids and the kids that I played with? You were either going to be killed in jail or you were going to make it in the NFL. No, no other, or maybe go to the army. That's it. That's it. I mean, I played with drug dealers. I played with guys who carried guns and get this. It was a commonplace. (laughs) I played with guys who played ball in the day and sold drugs at night. No names, but it's true. Luther Campbell, to this day, is one of the most important people in my life. Uncle Luke. Uncle Uncle Luke used to take care of big sales. Still does. I love Luther Campbell. Anytime Luther Campbell asks me for something, I'm there for him. I'll always be there for Luther Campbell. One of the coolest and greatest guys I've ever been around. Funny, my friends would all go, this guy's getting arrested. He's saying all those nasty words. And you're, and you're like, you're running security for him when he's doing a concert in Overtown in Liberty city. And I'm like, yeah, that shit. I welcome that stuff. I never ran from that. But see, our school's in the middle of White Guy University, and that's that's Coral Gables. I mean, the only the, the only black folks that are in Coral Gables 
were on the football team. <laughs> My guys running around. Dude, Coral Gables is a wealthy, affluent area, and they hate it. Well, they didn't really hate us, but they were nervous of us. They were nervous. And the president of the university, Tad Foote, hated us. That's why when they got the basketball program going, they were a little nervous. Are we going to be an institution for higher learning? Or are we going to be a sports program? Well, people go to Miami and know Miami because of what the football team did. Not because of some guy sitting with a protractor or some guy at some uh, lab or some guy doing something at a um, uh, giving speeches somewhere. You're known at the university. Why? Because of the football team. You're not known. Nobody knows who the University of Miami is because you got the best debate team on the planet. <laughs> okay. UM's a great university. It is. I enjoyed myself. I loved going to school at the University of Miami. I'll always be a hurricane. Always be a hurricane. Seal still makes people nervous. Jo Joseph, you don't know what an understatement that is today. Okay? <laughs> you, 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 you have no idea. It's a great law school. I think F. Lee Bailey went to school there. 85 goes sales. How we signed a guy in Edmonds who graded higher. Okay. So what? You think he's better? The Steelers don't move off of people and upgrade off of people that they draft. They let them walk. So, so 85, because Chris Collinsworth graded him higher, you take that to the bank? Chris Collinsworth graded him higher, Edmonds. Okay. If that's what your barometer is, um, Chris Collinsworth and pro football focus, that's who owns it is Chris Collinsworth. So Chris Collinsworth grades Edmonds higher than Gardner Johnson, who just signed a $10 million contract. And you're trying to convince yourself that Edmonds is better. Played on a shittier defense. <laughs> hey. I don't think the I don't think the Saints thought that that guy Gardner Johnson. Well, they may have. I don't know. I don't know. They may have. You can't be mad at a 600k deal. No, I'm not. But it's it's dollar store shopping. 85. It's dollar store. It's dollar store shopping. Linebacker, Edmonds, Penny. These are all valued. Pickups. And in my opinion, filling a roster. They don't have enough guys to go to camp right now. They need 90 guys. They don't even have a linebacking core. Just dudes. 85. Think about this. Um, you signed the Bears downgrade. William goes, Dan beat Randy White's freshman Bents record. Um, 405. When I got to Miami, I did 550. Yeah, 405. When I when I, I still hold the record there at Maryland. I got records at two places: University of Maryland, University of Miami, in the weight room. I did 405. I think it was my freshman year when I was 18, 
at Maryland, and I still it's still up. I from what I hey, you know what? You know when you throw a guy out of a window, man, they kind of hope they kind of try to forget you. So I, Big Seals threw a guy out a window, and you know I don't know, man. <laughs> They took my varsity letter away, and I don't know. I can't believe that record's still up there, but it is. That record's still there. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. A, it was. It was a first story story window, and it had a snowbank. It does. It. It sounds tougher than it is. It's not really all that tough. Okay, it's. It's. It. It sounds tougher. Oh, I told you the story. My aunt, my grandmother went in with Bobby Ross, and they're crying. Oh my God, it's college. Yeah, man. Called them down there. Damn, Sills, crazy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yale. No, you know what Bobby Ross said? He goes, what if there was an air conditioning unit? Because at um, I stayed in this dorm called Ellie, um, Ellicott. And the plows used to push the snow up against the building. And we used to have these, like, lounge rooms. And seriously, I mean, he must have felt like, but still, it was a pretty good fall. But he fell in a snowbank. And Ross goes, well, what if he fell in a like an air conditioning unit and killed himself? That's what the problem was. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I never thought of that. He goes, I know. We're but Bobby and I became friends. The doctor told not to lift anything heavy, so sit down when I <laughs> yeah. Oh, Big Sills was crazy strong, dude. 405 at 18, 18 years old, I rolled in there. I still own that record, man. Sills, why didn't you attend Notre Dame? It's a Catholic school. I know you had an offer. Um, okay. This is here, before we move on. So they recruit me to go to Notre Dame. Jerry Fouts was there. And um, they take me around. I forget who the I you know what? Who was the coach of Wisconsin? Was it Barry Alvarez? Barry Alvarez was the D coordinator, I think, at Notre Dame. I think it was Barry Alvarez. I don't, Foge was at Pitt. I think it was Barry Alvarez. And, and Barry Alvarez, Barry Alvarez, <laughs> Evan. Oh, man. Hey, Barry Alvarez took me around and, I'm never, yeah, they were like, I was like this, hey, where the women? And he goes, they go to St. Mary's. I'm like, what? I go, Notre Dame doesn't have chicks going to school here? He goes, they go to St. Mary's right across the way here. And I went, so hang on here. Notre Dame doesn't have women. And you want big sills to go to Notre Dame? No women, no big sills. They're right there at St. Mary's. And I'm like, well, I got back to my nuns and sisters and my coach, Joe Anslone. Did you actually tell the, like, the Father Harrigan guy who's like the AD, he's a priest, that no chicks, no Dan? I went, I think I did. Wow, did I get in trouble for that? Holy shit. I got in huge, oh my God. They're like, you told a, a priest, no chicks, no Dan. I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go, no chicks, no Dan. Dan's not going to an all-dude school. Before you know it, you're pinned in the shower next to a dude called Chip. That ain't working. Sorry, Chip Kelly. That ain't, that ain't happening. 
No, big seals don't go to school with no, 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 no school with no women. That ain't gonna work for me. Not happening. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. When Jimmy was on, now you understand why Jimmy Johnson said I was a handful. Oh God. Has to, hey, somebody goes like this, Dan. Why'd you? Th- I, I I don't even know if I should tell you that one. Why I I threw the guy out the window. I, it was more of a push. Him and his boys were like messing with me because I was talking to his girlfriend, and guy goes came up with his five guys window. This big picture window. It wasn't very high. Guy goes, that's my girlfriend. Big Sills goes, hey hey Yale. Big Sills goes like this. Not tonight, she's not. <laughs> he goes, that's my girlfriend. I said, I just told you. So I, I, I beat all four of these dudes up, and I threw that guy out the window. And I looked around. I go, well, who wants to get next another one of these? That was the end of that. <laughs> I beat all – my wife saw me beat five guys up once at a gym. She's like, that was tremendous. Yeah, I don't do that shit anymore, though, man. I'm retired now. I don't do that. I'm, I, yeah, well, I'm retired, man. I'm a lover now. That was long ago. I'm more, I'm, I'm, I'm more relaxed today than I ever was. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. I want, I want to throw these out here. This is, this is the win totals. Um, this is the win totals that Vegas has and Atlantic City for the upcoming season. Who do you think the betters have? Who do you think the betters have? Um, as a team that will win the most games this coming year. What two teams are Atlantic City and Vegas saying will win the most games? Chiefs. By the way, the number's 11 and a half. Eagles will win 17. Chiefs. One other team. AFC. AFC team. AFC, one's the Chiefs, 11 and a half wins. Bengals, Tyler, very good. The Bengals and the Chiefs are favored by the betters in Atlantic City and Vegas at 11 and a half. Number two, what team is favored to win the second most games in the NFL? Who do you think? Bills? Chargers? Jets? Nope, not the Bills, not the Jets. What team is the second favorite team? 
to win 11 games. Miami, nope. The San Francisco 49ers are the second favorite team. And they would play in the Super Bowl because Bengals and Chiefs, AFC teams, are favorite at 11 and a half. They're saying there's your two AFC championship teams as of right now, Bengals and Chiefs. I like it. Tied for third. Tied for third. Bills and Eagles. So, this is what the betters are saying as of right now. They're saying your conference championship games on March 27th are Bengals and Chiefs and 49ers and Eagles again. That's who they have favored to get back to the conference title games. Same conference um, opponents as this past season. Okay, I do think the Bills need work. I think the Bills need work in the second. Yeah, I'll tell you where I think the Bills need work. Let me, and I'm gonna, and I'll tell you what. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. These are eight teams here. After that, the Jags are the fourth rated team, and they're expected or predicted to win 10. Cowboys and Lions are projected to win nine and a half. So the Lions, in my opinion, are going to be the movers. Let's do this here. Let's go up the list because I think these eight teams, I think these eight teams, any one of these teams can win a Super Bowl this year. Look at the Lions. Dan Campbell has turned out to be a heck of a coach. My opinion, I think Dan Campbell, um, Chris Spielman and all them guys there, I think they're turning the corner in this organization. Jamison Williams, I think, is going to be a fabulous football player. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Jared Goff is playing great ball. I'm a big fan of this Lions team. I think they're adding components. I think they'll go defense again in the draft. Remember, pre-draft and after the draft with free agent signings, too early to predict. Um, Actually, Sydney, they were trades. Your biggest moves were trades. So Howie would have to trade but he doesn't have the money this year to trade. You don't have the money. You got to take care of Jalen Hurts and your draft. You don't have money for free agents. That's why the signings have been so dollar store type signings. Nobody was big money. I mean, when you passed on Bobby Wagner, that's all you needed to know. It was a need position. You had to have the need position. And guess what? You passed on them, okay? You'd rather pay for the Bears downgrade than for Bobby Wagner. That's all you need to know in a nutshell. Yeah, like Gail just said, these were all value signs, filling a need, not massive upgrades anywhere, 
Edmonds is not a better player than Gardner Johnson. And quite frankly, when people go like this, this other guy here is a better tackler and he's a better that defensive scheme they were in, they were asked to play center field. Nobody was asked to be a press corner. Nobody was asked to get in someone's face and be man covered. You were told to be in a zone. Keep everything underneath. Don't get exposed on the plus 25. That was the philosophy of your coordinator a year ago. You resemble what your coordinator coaches you to do inside the scheme. That's why you can't have it both ways. I don't know what Sean Desai is going to do. Well, we knew what Jonathan Gannon did. He was afraid of plus 25. That's why the elite quarterbacks torched you for 80% completion percentage, 75% completion percentage, hung 40 on you, like Dak Prescott did. Because those defensive backs are overpaid. Well, the defensive backs in the Eagle system of a year ago were overpaid because they were never asked to press coverage. And when they had to press coverage in the Super Bowl, Andy Reid and Mahomes ran circles around them trying to pass off wide receivers in the Super Bowl when they hadn't done that shit all year. They got into the Super Bowl and they were trying to pass pass uh, receivers off. They ran circles around them. Those guys, you you got two corners that you're paying north of $14 million a piece that played center field a year ago. They're not man cover guys. That's why Detroit moved Darius Slay. He's not a man cover dude. He never has been, never will be. Can't play man. Every time he plays man, he gets killed. Playing center field all day. The stat, that's why when you look at them not being great tacklers, how could you be a great tackler when you're 25 yards down the field? Great tackler. So the kid Edmonds had to have better numbers because people were running through, and I never got this because you got Hayward in that D-line. They were running through the Steeler line. He put up bigger tackling numbers because the secondary was making all the plays because they were getting destroyed. They got killed on the run. The Steelers have been atrocious on the run the last two years. I mean... So you got to look at what happened. Same thing with the um, the Bears. The guy had 116 tackles. Yeah, you know why? He's tackling from behind. He's chasing them down the field. You're making a tackle 10, 15 yards down the field. Is that a quality tackle? Really? <laughs> quality tackle is at the line of scrimmage filling holes, stopping the run. That's where you get them LeVon Kirkland dudes that blow holes up like that. Those are the linebackers you want. You want linebackers like Seth Joyner blowing a play up. Okay? Don't agree they played center field because of John. I just said that, Chris. Chris, I said that. They got paid for playing center field. But when he when, when Slay had to be a press cover guy in Detroit, because that's what they play in New England. And Matt Patricia 
got brought into Detroit to put that man coverage in. Slay couldn't play it. That's why they made the deal. Slay was asked to play center field. He did a fantastic job of it. That's not a $15 million corner, though. Guys who can't play man coverage? <laughs> I don't know. You th- Not one of the corners that the Eagles have is Sauce Gardner or uh, Stephon Gilmore in his prime. Shit, Jalen Ramsey in his prime. Those guys were prime time. Who was the dude, too, that played up in New England forever? Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis may be one of the greatest corners of all time. He had a technique of pushing your ass out of bounds because he was so physical. Those are guys you pay big money to. You don't pay money to a guy sitting out there in center field. But again, it's not their fault. It's not, it's not their fault. But you want to know why? Quarterbacks crushed them for high percentage completions. Anybody who was worth a shit went over 75% completion against the Eagles. And by the way, Pro Football Focus had them as the worst tackling team in the league a year ago. <laughs> the number two ranked team in the NFL had the worst tackling team in the NFL. Go figure. How's that? Crazy. That's because the D coordinator never trusted the players on the field. Player production is what turned the corner. It was Gannon's unbelievable system that he had. I mean, Jonathan Gannon, you know, Yale, I'm, I'm starting to believe that, Yale. It's a different league now because the league, I, I, you know what? And it's a great point. It's a great point. That's why maybe Howie Roseman's looking at today's NFL. How important is it to you to have the number one defense in the NFL? Is it important anymore? It's a great question. How important is it to have the top-rated defense in the league anymore? I don't know anymore. Because if the league keeps changing the rules and keeps changing the way you can hit a quarterback, you can hit a receiver, you can make tackles down the field, what they're, what they're telling you over – can you name me one change in the rule book that favored the defensive player? You know the only one that I can think of is the crackback. That's the only – change that I can think of that the NFL rules committee helped out the defender was that it was a crackback play crackbacks. And I think screens and that screens um, running picks. I think are the only two things that I can think of. You can't run picks, you know, and, and it's a dangerous play when you run receivers cross like this, because players, slam into one another, and you're talking about really injuring guys. You can run a guy into a bad play. Okay? So, I mean, but most of these rule changes have been for the offense. Can't hit defenseless receiver. What is that? They have made more subjective calls for the offensive players. You don't even know what a sack is. And so they put the game in more of the hands of the ref. Why? So the league can control the game. The more control the ref has of the game, the more control the league has of it. So they can legislate it. Well, you know, now they're talking at the owner meetings right now. They're talking about lightening up on hits on the quarterback. Why would you do that? Lighten up on those hits on them wideouts. The quarterbacks, I hear, I don't want to see Case Keenum versus Chase Daniels in a Super Bowl. 
That's my biggest fear. I don't want to see that. I want to see Mahomes and Hurts. I don't want to see Gardner Minshew, and I don't want to see Chase Daniels in a Super Bowl, ever. I don't want to see backup quarterbacks. Okay, I want to see the marquee guys, the reason you're paying people $50 million. I'm all right with protecting them guys now because they're the face of the league. They make money for D-tackles. Okay, they make money for D-tackles and offensive linemen, those quarterbacks. You know, they're dragging the rest of the positions along with them. Okay, but um, legislate those wideouts, but they don't. So maybe today's defensive guys, maybe you have to play like Gannon. Jonathan Gannon got the head coaching job in Arizona for a reason. And you know what that is? Maybe because he came up with a defense that said this. Hey, just keep everything in front. You have a quality offense and a really good offense. This league's about offense. It's not about defense. Being a second-ranked defense in the NFL, hey, watch this. You guys had 70-plus sacks, right? Didn't matter. Couldn't get to Mahomes. Really didn't matter. You needed a running back that showed up. And Quez Watkins, not to have brick hands, right, was more on those guys. They couldn't stop Mahomes. Okay, but, I mean, really, there were two guys that cost the Eagles that Super Bowl. Hurts' play was bad luck, but the Quez Watkins drop, and Miles Sanders not showing up. (laughs) Those two players, man, they were terrible in that game, and I think it cost them. Okay, it's an offensive league, so, again, I think Howie's looking at it like this. Why should I spend all my money? Hey, look, I, I, I made this very clear to you guys. And I think there's a lot to be said. Would I have spent 40, would I have spent $20 million on Javon Hardgrave? No. I don't think he's a $20 million player. I think he's a really good player, but 20 million? And some go, well, Dan, it's today's NFL. Yeah, but with my cap and all this other positions that I have to f- field. That's why he went to, that's why he'd rather, how he went this way. Well, I'll just pay Fletch 10. He almost had 11. He almost had 10 sacks. He had seven. I'll give him 10. And get this. He's a homegrown guy. Hardgrave's not. Hardgrave's not a homegrown guy. I think that's why it was easier also to kick his ass out the door. He's not a homegrown. The Eagles like their homegrown dudes. Brandy Graham, here's some money. Fletcher Cox, here's some money. Hey, Jason Kelsey, here's a lot of money. Come back, please. They like that shit, and it's good. I, I, it's Raiderish without Davis back in the day, and I, I, I think that's important. It creates a good culture. So how he went like this? Well, he's older. We got Milton Williams. Jordan's got to play. We'll probably draft another tackle to help everyone out. But I feel the Eagles felt more comfortable giving Fletcher Cox ten million than paying. Javon Hardgrave, 20. That's what it came down to. How he felt that it's going to be more important for him to fill the 90-man roster right now, get ready for training camp, and he'll make a deal on draft day. I have the feeling, in my opinion, I have a feeling that I think he's going to make another deal on draft day. I don't know what that is. I think it's got a lot to do with that 10th pick because people are going to want a quarterback there. 
They're going to want a quarterback. And now, get this. Figure this out. How much does Lamar Jackson play into draft day? Look, I think you got five quarterbacks now. The four QBs in the top 10. And I think you've got Lamar Jackson now. Makes it five. You got five. You got five quarterbacks that could be dealt on draft day. That means Jalen Carter could slide down to 10 to Howie. And I think you're going to have this happen. What if the Jets, what if the Titans come in? What if the Commanders come in? What, who, what if, Lamar Jackson is going to see a lot more traction as we get closer to the draft in April. Okay? And what Yale just said, where does he go? Where does Will Levis go? Where does Anthony Richardson go? Where does C.J. Stroud go? And where does Bryce Young go? You got five Got Aaron Rodgers could play a factor in draft day. You got six now. If you if if Rodgers, I think the Packers are going to wait until draft day because the Packers they want the Jets' number one pick. The Jets don't want to give it. That's why I would, if I were the Jets and Joe Douglas. I'd get into Lamar Jackson sweepstakes and I would use that leverage against him and Green Bay. Okay, the Jets have cleared up space for him to put him on the roster. Niners can't make that move because the Niners have too much money in other positions. Now, could you move equity? You could probably move equity and Trey Lance and um, some other guys on the team, but you still don't have the cap space. Lamar to Atlanta, because he's from the South, he's from South Florida. Um, Tua's out because they just picked up the 18 or $20 million, whatever it is, $23 million option that he's going to make this year. I think that's out unless you send Tug of Viola to Baltimore. Could you send Tug of Viola to Baltimore? That'd be an, that would be, give me, give me Tug of Viola in two ones. And you're only paying your guy $23 million? And you get Tyler Huntley as a backup still. So you, you theoretically have six quarterbacks. How he's sitting at that 10th pick? Okay? Kyle Pitts, he's a great-looking player from the Gators. He's really good. I would say this to you. Okay? How we at 10? Would you trade the 10th pick for Jeffrey Simmons to Tennessee so they can move off Ryan Tannehill finally? Or you do this, Howie. Give me the 10th pick. I'll give you Jeffrey Simmons. Then what you do with uh, Baltimore, you have two ones. And you could send them to Baltimore. The two ones and you're under the cap. You're going to have to let loose Derrick Henry though. This guy Simmons, man, he's the dude. I'm telling you, man. He's If you put Jeffrey Simmons on that Philadelphia Eagles D-line, man, that'd be some unit. 
Fletcher Cox, Jeffrey Simmons, Jordan Davis, maybe Jalen Carter. No, because you'd get the 10 up. Simmons, Cox, Davis, Williams. Is your inside tackles? You're young, you're experienced, and you got a transition plan in order. Jeffrey Simmons becomes Fletcher Cox next year, and you restructure that contract, and you're hoping Davis plays big. And then you got Jeffrey Simmons and Jordan Davis as your two defensive tackles. I don't know about production, but I tell you this, getting off the bus would look awful impressive with Jordan Mulata, Jordan Davis, and Jeffrey Simmons. That'd be some hosses at you, man. Lane Johnson, Landon Dickerson. Dude, you need one of them big old turbo jets to move that team around. That's a lot of beef. <laughs> That's a lot of beef, man. The C-190s or whatever the hell their things are called, man. Them cargo planes. How are the Eagles getting to Dallas? Yeah, they're on one of those big C-190s, man. Yeah, they they get off the they get off the boat and these these uh, universal soldiers walk off. <laughs> That's some big dudes, man, on that football team. Simmons is friendly with AJ again. Hey, AJ likes to bark at Tennessee. Have him start barking at Simmons. Come on over, man. Tennessee wants to get rid of that guy, and and they're floating out Derrick Henry. Holy shit. If I'm Mike Vrabel, I want out. Time to move on, dog. Get this. Either Mike Vrabel moves on or they'll move him on. All right, let me hit a timeout here. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, Injured victims are always the underdog, but that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
My name is uh, Fran Soleno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. National Football Show. Seth Joyner is going to join us tomorrow. We'll talk a little football with him. Every time you get Seth Joyner on, Seth puts like a, a class on. So we're going to have Seth Joyner tomorrow with us. Also, too, um, I do believe Rick Barry's going to join us. We'll ask him about he's not a he's not a Doc Rivers guy. He's not a Doc Rivers guy to say the least. So I mean, not a fan. Not a fan of Doc Rivers. Real quick here. Um, I do think the Cowboys have made the biggest increase in improvement in the NFC East. Well, it's being reported now that Washington is in the conversation for Lamar Jackson as well. That they would like to be in that. And Baltimore, moving him to Washington, in my opinion, I think the Washington commander sale that the NFL owners are talking about this week could have a lot to do with where Lamar lands. And if Lamar Jackson lands in Washington, D.C., boy, man, that'd make Washington and the commanders awful interesting. Okay? You, you would make the commanders awful interesting. Okay? The two receivers, Antonio Gibson running the ball, an improved O-line, defense that's really good, man, Washington could change their fortunes. You put Lamar Jackson on that team, Washington would be in the conversation with the rest of the top teams in the, in the NFC. Washington's problems right now are quarterback. Okay. I think you put him on that team. Washington's the favorite to win the NFC East because they got a better defense than Philly. It's not close. Wide receiver, still Philly has the better offense. Philly would have the better offense, but it wouldn't be dramatic. Washington would have by far the better defense. Okay? They would have the better defense. Washington has a history of giving up their franchise's future for injury-prone quarterbacks. Hey, don't don't think that Jalen's not going to go down that list. He's been hurt the last two years. 
He's missed games too. And that only is going to get worse. Making it sound like your guy don't miss games. He does too. Miss significant games. The Eagles have a good run at getting. And he makes the Pro Bowl. Hey, Maurice, if they get Jeffrey Simmons, in my opinion, man, wow. That puts them in the conversation then with Washington's defense. Even though the linebackers in the safety position still would be in my problem a problem for me. Snyder's not complying with getting kicked out. I think, you know what? They don't have enough votes to vote him out now, so he's got to sell it. And did you, hey, you want to know how much balls this guy Daniel Snyder has? He's been asked to go testify in Washington. You know what he tells him? No. No. Trade scenario. Miguel, thank you, Miguel. That's really dope of you. Eagles trade the 10th pick to Tampa and get to 19th. Devin White and the Bucks pick up a majority of the contract, plus next year's second rounder gives Tampa a shot to trade up twice for our quarterback for our quarterback thoughts. Trade scenario. Eagles trade the 10th pick to Tampa and get the 19th and Devin White and still have the 30th. Right, Miguel, and still have the 30th, Miguel? So you would have the 19th, Devin White, and the 30th pick. Bucks pick up the majority of the contract of White, would they? During salary cap hell right now, plus next year's second, gives Tampa a shot to trade up twice for a quarterback. Fundamentally, it's good. Because the Eagles addressed, the Eagles could address three players in the first round here. You could get White, the 19th pick, could get the kid Branch from Bama, a safety, and a tackle down at 30. Offensive or defensive tackle down at 30. You would address three players with premium moves. Plus next year's second rounder. Hmm. Devin White answered. But see, here's here's the tr- the the history of them moving around linebackers doesn't seem to be high. Okay? That's right, yo. I mean, that's kind of I think the, the I don't know why he likes go dime store shopping. TJ was an undrafted guy. Kaiser was a kind of a cast off. But it's worked. He you know, I'll tell you. There's no question just be, being around your football team and covering your team. There is an emphasis on wideouts, tight ends, tackles, offensive line, interior tackles, and corners. The rest of them are just non they're, – they're dudes. The running back position's dudes. The linebackers are dudes. Safeties are dudes. The, the, there's very few positions. D tackles and ends, edge rushers, 
there, 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 there's a pattern here now. You, you invest first-round draft choice and money at wideout and tight end. You invest all your money in your O-line. Shit, you invest a lot of money in your D-line. Um, no investment in your linebackers. No investment in your safeties. Remember something on Gardner-Johnson. Putting him in a slot, he, he, he was an $800,000 um, item last year. Cost him nothing. He was he was eight hundred grand. Okay, he was an eight hundred grand guy. The Lions are the ones that have made the investment. I always have a problem investing in safeties too. Safeties, first rounders, boy, you better be Ed Reed, somebody like that, because safeties, like like the Jamal Adams deal that the, in my opinion. One of the things that set the Seahawks back, I think the Seahawks have done some really good stuff here. They're bringing Wagner back now, plopping his ass. Shows you too, man, you can always walk back when you talk shit on your former employer. If um, if people get it right and they understand that you could be productive, look at what Pete Carroll did. You know, that was a really not a cool ending for Bobby Wagner the first time around. They must have talked it out, man. Worked it out. He's back in the building again. That's a great move by Seattle. Because Seattle didn't let their ego get in the way. They put football as the number one priority. I think egos are in the way in Baltimore right now. Both sides. Okay, and, I, and, and Seattle, they put the egos away. Hey, you know, what's best for the team? What's best, you know, maybe there was some hard feelings. So what? Let's go get it done. Let's go win some ball games. I think Seattle's going to be troubled this year. I mean... They, they got that thing, and they're humming. I mean, running game looks good. O-line, they're improving. Their defensive tackle, they just gave a deal to a DT. They're, I think they're going to probably get Jalen Carter. So they're going to have Jalen Carter, that kid they traded for, and Bobby Wagner. That's a pretty good-looking defense. Plus, you've got Metcalf on one side. I don't know. Seattle's go- Seattle's going to be a good ball team, man. They're going to be a good ball team. Hey, I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you so much for coming aboard. Seth Joyner is going to join us tomorrow along with Rick Barry. Thank you guys again. Unbelievable time of the year. We're getting so close to the draft now. Free agency has been interesting. And like I said this before, the Eagles are more interesting now than they were during the year. Appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow going three to six. Tone, great stuff. Xander, thank you. Big Joey, thank you. Till tomorrow, we'll see you on the flip side. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 
or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.